Hello, everyone. Welcome to Culture. I am Leslie Lee III. You may know me from Struggle Session. You may know me from K. Halper Show. This is my call-in show, Culture. I'm happy to have you all here. And we have a very special guest tonight, Kevin McElvany of PWI is joining us tonight. And if you just unmute your, you might have to unmute yourself. You might still, I think you're still muted. There you go. There we go. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming on. I really wanted to have you on because, I mean, first of all, I love a magazine that can keep some cases. I love it. I love it. Uh, I absolutely uh, dig it. And I loved your plea to MJF. That, that was so funny. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, there's kind of like a balance <clears throat> that we strike because back, you know, in PWI days, back to before I was born and there were other magazines that predate PWI that were completely 100% kayfabe. Um, and we still do that in that we're not writing about things the same way. Uh, uh, I don't want to say dirt cheap, but like a news website would write about it. We, yeah, we acknowledge that there that is predetermined. We acknowledge there's a behind the scenes element to it, but we still use words like compete. Um, and you know, basically keep that sports element alive because it, it's, it's fun. That's what, where the history of the magazine is. And then that allows us to do a lot of other fun things building off uh the history of wrestling as a sport while you know at the same time acknowledging that we all know it's also entertainment yeah so i mean the magazine has changed its kind of posture and position in the wrestling world recently because there have been so many changes in the wrestling world i never would have expected to see uh this last year's issue where all of the awards are going to a company that's not WWE. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing. So the awards that were uh, given out, the, the current issue on newsstands now, uh, almost all the awards, or every, pretty much every award they were uh, eligible for, AEW won. Um, you know, to the point where we were being accused of like being bought out, all this other stuff. But the, the reality is that that's just how the votes went. And in a few of the categories, they were really pretty close and WWE almost won. Um, but I think it just kind of reflects, you know, some of the people who read the magazine have been with us a really long time. They were not necessarily into like the WWF during the, the, the days when it was doing its national expansion. There, there are some readers that are that old school. And then you have readers that are maybe just a little bit older, a little more diehard um, and prefer that more sports like approach to wrestling. And that, that's kind of reflected. Now, I mean, granted, you also had a few big things this year because you had CM Punk come in, you had uh, Britt Baker's big run. So I think, the real test will be what happens in 2022, whether that stays close to what it is or whether it's a little more competitive this time out. All right. So speaking of 2022, Dynamite just went off the air. Did you get a chance to watch it? All but the end. I, I basically <laughs> got set up and then I, I saw that uh, Sammy won, but not Hal. Yeah, I didn't. See, I missed that part uh, too, as well. I was walking my boy Taco. But what did you think of the show on the whole i didn't think this dynamite was that great even though there was some cool stuff it has but they've been on a pretty hot streak consistently it's hard to keep it up every week but i thought this was more towards the middle 
on the on the whole. Yeah, I mean, when you look at uh, what's been going on lately, and especially last week, so much happening, so many big events, you can't have that every week. Um, one, just because it's impossible to deliver that, but the other part, <clears throat> excuse me, is that it's <laughs> people will get burned out because um, you can't just keep topping yourself and topping yourself. So I think what they tried to do tonight was deliver more of just like a solid wrestling show, which kind of surprising then to open up with the talking segment with punk sitting in the ring with the, the Valentine's box. But I mean, it was short and to the point it worked. So, uh, but you know, you had that Brian Danielson, Lee Moriarty match. That was fantastic. Um, I really enjoyed the Thunder Rosa Mercedes Martinez match as well. I wish that one were a little bit longer, but I, I think some good wrestling, even if there weren't a lot of uh, big advances in the storyline this week. Yeah, I really liked uh, Mercedes versus Dunta Rosa. I thought that was very good. But, yeah, it could have been a bit longer. I could have seen a little bit of blood maybe. But I, I guess they did a big bloody match last week. And as you said, you can't keep topping yourself every week. But it's still like, you know, all these big matches. And the next show that's starting at 4 p.m. Pacific time uh, on Friday, Rampage looks fairly stacked too. Yeah, I was I was surprised to see that. Um, I mean, I I, I get it with uh, All Star Weekend and all that, um, but seven p.m. my time. I mean, that's yeah, that's definitely definitely early. I think it's going to be tough to get the same kind of ratings, but the the match lineup looks great. So, you know, we'll see. All right, so. We, before we we don't need to dive too deep into dynamite, at least not without talking about the big news, the elephant in the room here. This was the first dynamite where Cody Rhodes and Brandon Rhodes are not a part of AEW. How the hell does that happen? Why the hell does that happen? Yeah, you're you're the editor in chief of the finest professional wrestling mag magazine on stands today. Please, please explain this to us. Yeah, um, it's a really good question. I was convinced for even an hour or maybe even a couple of hours after the news broke, like this is this is a storyline. Um, you know, I know there had been reports that Cody was working without a contract, but the reality is that happens pretty frequently in the wrestling industry. So I didn't think anything of that by itself. And I just figured he's a co-founder of this company. He has He's on two TV shows that he probably would not be on without uh, the AEW connection. He's technically still an executive, even if he's not, you know, booking the shows and all that anymore. Certainly, like, hasn't been as prominent on TV. And, I mean, I think part of that is, you know, he's a new dad. But part of it is the crowd really just does not want to like him. And... Um, he, uh, you know, I, I know it's not the cool thing to say that that uh, Cody is is good or likable, but he does he does technically the right things in a lot of cases, and then in some other cases he he says something that makes him look aloof or or uh, puts his foot in his mouth, um, and he's kind of resisting this inclination to 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 turn heel um, to the point where it's this big open joke, and then lo and behold you know, he's, he's on the way out. And I, I don't know. I mean, things suggesting that he's going to WWE and all that. I, I don't know if I buy it. I mean, he, he left on such, not the worst of terms, but I mean, he had to fight them for his last name. He had, um, he couldn't convince them to let them, 
let him work this retirement angle with his brother. That was a that was a big thing. Um, so he's going to go back there and give all this other stuff up. Like, I, I mean, there, there's something to be said for stability. I mean, WWE definitely, there's been this talk about AEW not having a whole lot of structure backstage. And I think there's probably something to that. It's a newer company. It doesn't have these fleshed out departments like WWE publicly traded company does. Maybe he missed that on, to some degree. Maybe there's something else we don't know about. He was promised, you know, he could be working more behind the scenes there. But, I mean, he was doing that in AEW, too. It's just really... Anyway, I, I feel like I've been talking for, about this for like 20 minutes. Sorry, Leslie, but this oh, is... Oh, no. A, no, please, please. And, yeah. you know... I, I, my thoughts are all over the place about it, is the, is the point. I, like, I couldn't wrap my head around... I mean, he really must have been, like, deeply unhappy, I think. Yeah, the rumor that... I mean, it, the sentimental favorite for the reason why he uh, left AEW is that... He wanted to live up to his father's legacy, not just as a wrestler, but also as a booker. And he was very personally hurt by having the book uh, taken away from him by Tony Khan, uh, which is kind of this, uh, which if if that's the case, is kind of a problem because there's not a single person on earth who thinks that AEW is worse for it. Uh, I think everybody agrees that uh, that it started to turn the corner when Tony Khan took more control of it. So it's not quite clear, like what Cody Rhodes would be bringing to the table or why Tony Khan would change gears on that. Yeah. um, But if he went in expecting that to have this kind of control and to be able to do the kind of things that he wanted, I mean, I don't think he was involved in programs that, seemed like things he didn't want to do or anything like that but i mean you notice he's he's on tv less i I, granted really busy guy but you got to think part of it's maybe his heart's not in it um he's not going to be able to go and book to any significant degree in wwe nobody is really given that kind of free reign um so that kind of begs the question is he looking to go do something else i mean maybe he shows up you know, Ring of Honor is going to be doing something. He's certainly been in the mix there before. I, I really don't know. I mean, it could be any number of things at this point. The rumor I want to believe the most is that he's going to go to NWA and get the, the territory, buy the territory from Billy Corgan. I will, well, I will hope that they will work together and he would just focus on that. Like, that would be really you know, living up to the dusty uh, legacy if he could bring NWA back. Oh, man, he's... Yeah, that's going to be... The reality of that is, like, it looks like the NWA that his dad was a part of, but that company, I don't know. I, I think it's it's done some good things in the past few months um, in trying to reestablish itself, but it really fell off a lot during the pandemic. So I think if he wants a big project, like that's, that's maybe a good way to go. And I mean, it, it's not an knock on any of the talent working there or anything like that, but I, I think we can all acknowledge it had this momentum, like when, when power started up and all that, um, when Nick Aldis had that lengthy reign and now like, yeah, it's, it's not, there's not really as much of a buzz around it. And I, I think that could change. I think there's, uh, you know, Matt Cardona won the title there. So that, that's gotten a few more eyeballs on the product. And then you have the Crockett Cup coming up, which is cool. PWI was always very involved with that uh, back in the 80s. So who knows? Um, I, I would think 
that he would want to have more control wherever he goes. Maybe he shows up in NWA and Ring of Honor. Maybe he pops back over to Japan. I, I really don't know. I, if you told me any of this was happening a month ago, I wouldn't have believed you. Um, I didn't believe the report when it came out. I thought it was a storyline. Just confidently, oh, he has to work. <laughs> so. Wild times in professional wrestling. Lots of things happening. I haven't had a chance to talk about the disintegration of NXT uh, and the whole Triple Triple H uh, Performance Center project, which I'm still I still have not heard anyone give an actual reason for why that happened. Why did WWE invest all this time, all this money, much more than they ever invested in any other, um, you know, development uh, scheme that they had going on? Any. Uh, uh, fcw or ovw or what have you why and it seemed like this was supposed to be them building out this is how we're going to build the superstars of the future this is how we're going to do it this is who we're going to have set up these are the coaches we're going to have and then it's all washed away all those people released the entire thing changed does anyone know for a fact why vince mcmahon made that call I mean, for a fact, no, but I think you're looking at something that's kind of being viewed as a a failed experiment because it had a couple of goals. One of them was to uh, build the future superstars of tomorrow. Um, You know, a bunch of people were brought up to varying degrees of success. Um, I think some were almost willfully misused, but uh, that's another story. Uh, And then you have... uh, the other purpose that NXT was meant to serve, and that was to, to basically uh, cut off AEW at the knees, and that, that just didn't work. Um, so I think with Triple H away from work, re- recovering from you know all these health issues, it's kind of like, well, I mean, this is the time to rebuild this. If we want it to be a, a true developmental system, then that's what it's going to be. We're not going to worry about having these older veteran wrestlers in there, we're going to bring people in and train them from scratch. Um, of course, the problem with all that is that you're going to have all of these people learning from the same few coaches, not going out, having this experience on the road, working in front of different crowds. And it's going to be a, a real wake up call for a lot of those wrestlers when they get out and are performing, you know, in front of raw or SmackDown crowds, for example. So I, I, I think it's a good idea in some ways, but, you know, on the on the other, I I, I don't know. It's it's all uh, it's all pretty confusing. I think the product is less watchable. I don't, I I really don't. I understand where people feel optimistic about it in some ways that they're building up certain stars. That it's different. That it's not. Um, that it's not um, dark and overly gritty or whatever. I know some people were kind of put off by that version of NXT. But like, let's face it, it's not as good. I mean, these are these are much more. There's a few veterans in there trying to 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 elevate these talent, and some of them are doing a great job, by the way. Like some of the, like Braun Breaker, the way he he's taken to that, I think he's a perfect example. Um, but you know, there are others as well. So it is. It's in a building phase, and I think it could be really good for the future of the company in some ways. But it's. I don't want to see everybody, you know, certainly everybody has all these different characters and stuff now. I'm worried that everybody's going to be wrestling the same kind of match. And ultimately, WWE can can be Marvel all at once, but 
there's a W in the middle of that, that uh, acronym that means wrestling. Um, and they can run from it all they want. But that's that's people look at WWE as synonymous, like the average person. WWE is the Kleenex of wrestling, the Xerox of wrestling for a reason. So I, I hope this experiment works out. I, I always say, um, especially when any th- kind of thing is levied in our direction, like, oh, you're pro AEW, you're anti-WWE, ridiculous. But uh, we want everybody to do well. It's like, it's better for us. It's better for fans. It's better for everything. It's, it's more to cover. It's more interesting better for us uh, frankly like sales wise so um anyway just it, i went off on a huge tangent there but i i don't know exactly why uh with 100 certainty that nxt was turned around but it does seem to be more of a true developmental at this point yeah i i do want to say for the record i for one do wish for vince's downfall uh uh absolutely uh embarrassing embarrassing fall for wwe i do wish that uh but kevin i, I know you you uh you gotta sell those magazines you gotta you gotta play both sides and i think that's very very uh wise uh business decision but folks if you want to call in you want to talk wrestling you want to talk AEW versus wwe you want to talk any wrestling shows you're gonna see i'm going to be in dc this weekend at dc brow watching In Grapple We Trust, and I'm so excited for this show. Huge show. Billy Dixon, O'Shea Edwards in the main event, Trisha Dora, Willow Nightingale, tons and tons of talent. If you're in D.C., you got to be there. Kings of the District, they're all there. Make sure to check it out. But if you want to talk wrestling, you want to talk anything, you want to talk AEW, Dynamite, wrestling you're seeing, wrestling you used to watch, or anything else at all, we are a culture. We can talk anything you want. Please dial in right now. We have our first caller, Brian. What is up? Thank you so much for joining us. And just unmute your mic at the bottom. Everybody forgets. It's down at the bottom. Thanks, Leslie. Sorry about that. Um, no problem. Hey, um, nice to meet you guys, Kevin, uh, Leslie. Uh, just a really quick question. Um, so the thing about like, I, is it? Do you think this is just something that that kind of went through my head when the Cody news, uh, you know, came out and everything? That is it. Do you? This is more of a, a an opinion, I guess. Um, do you guys think that it's possible that um, Cody and Brandy like go to different companies? Um, because I was thinking that there might be a possibility that Brandy would go to the Genie Bus, the wrestling company, the one with like Tessa Blanchard and like all those people in it or something like that, because I don't really know. And thinking about it, I don't really know where they would fit in as a couple in WWE, except for maybe like, well, do they like job to the Miz and Maurice or something like that? I mean, like it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me for them to both go to and thinking about it a little bit more. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Uh, for them to go to the same company, maybe the NWA, if that theory kind of goes through, that makes sense. But I was wondering what your guys' take was on that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was actually thinking this because some of the reports were saying that only Cody would be going to WWE, if at all. So, hmm, I I don't know. I would love to see Brandy in NWA as well. I think she could bring some direction to their women's division. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't think, I don't think they have to be joined at the hips. Uh, I, I think it's a situation where before they 
uh, long before AEW, they were doing different things. I mean, they would they would come together sometimes, but you know, Brandy was over in Stardom, and Cody was doing stuff with New Japan and Ring of Honor, and I I don't think that they have to be a unit. Um, you know, WWE never even really took a chance on Brandy as as a wrestler. I mean, she was she was announcing that's where they saw her, and and she did a great job, by the way. Um, so I think if they did go back, there's, there's a room for her to do something, um, on like the verbal side of things, whether that's managing or something else, uh, interviewing, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that they're a unit and they have to go everywhere together. I think there's a possibility to split off too. Uh, yeah. Thanks guys. Have a good night. You too. All right. Thank you so much for the call, Brian. Don't be a stranger. All right. Next caller. Hansi, how's it going? What's going on, Leslie? How you doing, buddy? No, I'm, I'm going good, man. I, I've been enjoying the show. Uh, I listen, man, I'm, listen, I'll, I'll say that I don't know everything for a fact, bro. And I, I, I listen, and I'll just say that if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, um, but with this Cody Rhodes thing, part of me thinks that, like, because like I I kind of like look at like I think that they the wrestling industry and like just entertainment in general I feel like a lot of storylines now like has been circulating online like I I feel like the discourse is kind of like the storyline a little bit and I would not be shocked if like Cody does go back and the only way anything cool will happen in WWE again is if Vince McMahon does plan on selling so like I wouldn't like, the, the the fact that Cody is leaving an e, e, EVP job would make me think that he has to get a little exact position in that company or negotiated. You know what I mean? Because some people even think that, like, this whole thing was just a test for him to up his value to go back to WWE for more money or something like that. Because sometimes I, I kind of believe that they kind of test those people out that way. I'm not saying that it's 100% fact, but I, I, do, I do think that eventually, if there are new owners... We definitely are going to see like a WWE versus AEW, and uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's going to be make up for the, the 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 shitty version we got with WCW and WWE. If if you want my take, but I'm, again, I'm not right about everything, so I'll just say these are just theories. Don't believe everything I say is a fact. All right. All right, Hansi, thank you so much for that theory, my kooky theory. Now, I I don't know if this is true. I hope it's true. My theory is that maybe Cody and Brandy are doing some kind of long con Vince Russo, Ed Ferreira, corporate sabotage of WWE. He's going to go back to WWE, ingratiate himself with Vince, try to make himself the new Triple H, and then intentionally run the company into the ground, Tony Khan victorious at the end. So it's like the the final season of Thirty Rock when Jack became head of NBC or whatever. Yes, yes. <laughs> or I, I'm pretty sure it's happened in Succession as well a few times. But well, my cultural references are always like six years out of date <laughs> if they're not wrestling. So. All right, Hansi, thank you so much for the call, brother. As always, Lachlan, how's it going? Lachlan, unmute yourself. I think you're still muted. Oh, they're okay. Oh, I was like pounding it with my finger on my profile picture because uh, I'm I am stoned as per usual. So thank you for the uh, technical direction there. Oh, thank you for coming on the podcast, Stone. That's very appropriate. 
I mean, it's uh, it's it's definitely an ultimate activity. So yeah, I'm so fucking excited for uh, Ingrappolo Where You Trust on Sunday, and uh, I figured I'd offer up two of my predictions for our main events and ask what your thoughts are. All right, please, please speak on. Please tell the people what is Ingrappolo We Trust. Uh, what is going on at DC Brow? Why do they have to be there at 4 p.m. February 20th this Sunday? It's a Sunday, holiday. Sunday, Sunday. It's a holiday the next day. You got to see some wrestling. If there's a holiday on Monday, you got to see wrestling on Sunday. That's how it works. It's a it's it's an, a whole entire thing, but it'll be the first wrestling show that is live back in DC. On the indies, you know, um, we had AEW. I guess you guys had that not too long ago. Um, but the first one since March 7th, 2020, which was Butch versus Gore. And the very, very last show of Primetime Pro Wrestling and the end of that company as we knew it, of which I uh, I was a co-founder. Um, but I was I was approached by Fight Club by by Chris and Johnny a couple months ago, and they were just like, Hey, um, you want to go back to DC Brow? Like, it, it it was such an iconic location, right? So, um, yes, but I'm fucking excited. But we've got two really insane main events uh, this Sunday, and I think the one that's bringing a ton of people in is definitely Big Swole and Trisha Dora. Um. Oh yes, absolutely. <laughs> huge, huge, huge match. Like I don't uh I I'd like your thoughts on that one because I'm like even just I'm just sitting here opening my mouth like a fish. Well, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. It feels like Big Swole has been out of the game for a little bit and Trisha Dora has taken it over. And I don't think uh Big Swole Big Swole was taking out buying off a big chunk uh mm-hmm. in this in, in this match and i'm not sure i mean because she was in the big leagues i'm not sure if she knew how good trisha dora had gotten on the independence in the past couple of months so i don't know i hope big swole is prepared i hope she's not looking past i hope she's not underestimating trish uh because otherwise she's gonna uh have a have a long night i agree wholeheartedly um in terms of like I don't, uh, and anytime someone who's, who's done the TV thing, at least semi-recently has something going on with Trish, I don't think they realize that she's a fucking, like, (laughs) she's a tank. Um, (laughs) I remember she had a a match with Logan Easton LaRue a couple years ago, also in DC. And like the sounds that the two of them were making going just so hard against each other. um, It was alarming. It was loud. It was a lot. So yeah, I don't, but also like, you know, and, and, and Trish has a hometown advantage thing going on too. It would be such a shame if she, uh, if she lost at this first show back. So she's got a great motivator, but like, I don't know, you bring up the point of Swole being a little bit out of the game as of fairly recently, but, uh, could also be a really good way for her to debut back in by taking that, that world championship off Trish. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Huge, huge match. I'm 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 very much looking forward to it. This is a big show. I'm excited. I'm excited to see such a big car with so many big stars from all over. Um it's 
nothing like live wrestling, folks. Absolutely nothing like it. I am very jealous of everyone. Uh, yeah. Oh, hi, I, hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I am very uh, good. Good to actually like talk to you outside of text. Right. <laughs> um, I am very excited for this show. Jealous. Uh, I won't be able to attend it live, but it's. I'm glad you finally said it. Well, the uh, the world title match, the Pan African World Diaspora Wrestling Championship. So Trisha Doris had has held that belt now for what two years? It'll be two years. Mm-hmm. Um, that's huge, and uh, I know that Big Swole has been paying attention because I mean. Smack in the middle of her AEW contract, she was tweeting about that championship and about Trish. So I think she's a little more prepared than we might think. We'll see. That's true. That's uh, that's true. Uh, the the other main event of which I am personally kind of losing my mind over. I'm I'm, I'm pretty anxious. Uh, so if, if you were at Butch versus Gore on March seventh, twenty twenty, two years ago, you would have seen. Um, you would have seen O'Shea Edwards quite literally beat the pants, beat the clothing off of uh, Billy Dixon, who was my co-booker for that show. We worked really closely together. We became really good friends. And I had personally commissioned um, that match myself uh, for the primetime pro title. And uh, it was, it was brutal. It was, it was really hard to watch. It was, embarrassing for billy it was embarrassing for me because i'm like fuck i put you up to this um and you know o'shea walked out with that belt (laughs) and as we all know primetime pro was dead in the water after that and so he's he's forever he's forever that world champion um and so they've got a rematch on sunday for a uh (laughs) i didn't commission this i have nothing to do with the booking i don't really understand like Billy's motivation for this. Um, but Billy had insisted upon a match with, uh, with O'Shea. That's just no DQ. So <laughs> I <laughs> not, I mean, you think, does he think that would help? I, like, I don't know. That's, he's had a great, he's had a, a really tell. good and two O'Shea years. does not lose in DC from what I understand. But neither does Billy either. Right. Billy's the chocolate city champion. So Billy, has already proven himself in this, in this specific company. He's had a really good couple years and he's proven he can like really take some shit. So I don't know. I, I don't, if, if you put the Billy today up against the O'Shea of 2020, maybe it would be slightly more evenly matched, but O'Shea is O'Shea. I, we don't play very well together. Um, he was the champion of my former company, but I respect I respect what he does. He's 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 strong. <laughs> he's a kaiju. He's a big bad yes. kaiju. <laughs> unstoppable. What can you what what can Billy Dixon possibly do? I'm sorry, I just don't see it happening. Uh, <laughs> Get him. a good weapon. Like <laughs> I really don't. Uh, maybe maybe I it really should be know. fans bringing their weapons. We might have to come up with something for him. Oh my god, man! I uh. I, I can definitely imagine like a DC brow barrel or not barrel. It's a brewery. What am I talking about? But something happening, a keg, a keg. I work in a distillery, so I get confused, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm just insanely excited. That matchup. I am admittedly, I'm nervous about, I'm ring announcing uh, this show on Sunday and 
yeah, I don't know. It feels like returning to the scene of the crime. Oh, awesome, awesome. I'm so excited for it. I'll finally get to meet you. Uh, finally get to see all these great stars in action this Sunday. If you're in the D.C. area, you got to check it out. Where can they find all the information and the tickets? Oh, man. Um, the Twitter handle. Does anybody have the Twitter handle right in front of them? Because it's the P. Uh, A.W. Oh, I- I'm so sorry, Kevin. Uh, before we do the plug, Kevin, what do you think about uh, O'Shea versus Billy Dixon? I'm so yeah, sorry. hit me with it because, yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, I think the reason Billy Astro's matches, he seems to like getting the crap kicked out of him. (laughs) No, no, I think that's his strength, though. I mean, I've told him this before. I mean, we talked about Dusty Rhodes earlier, and he has that same, like, one of his best qualities as an in-ring performer is that he can really just get the absolute crap knocked out of him and then come back and pull one out. And he doesn't always pull one out, but but if he... uh, I don't know. I think if he can maybe uh, get the edge in, in terms of stamina here and, uh, you know, tire O'Shea out that way and then find his Are moment. you saying hope he gets tired whooping his ass? He might have a chance. Yeah, it's like on The Simpsons where uh, Homer's clear. <laughs> he, he just pushed the guy over after. Oh, my no, God. I, no, it's not quite that dire, but it is like <laughs> – I think O'Shea is uh, definitely somebody who who sort of counts on being able to because he is able to just put people away really quick. And I think Billy has uh, a a larger strategy in mind here, although no DQ. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, O'Shea is no I don't know how many allies he's going to have in that room either, because I don't know. Dude's a dude's a dick. And that's all I have to say about it. So. All right, and the Twitter handle is at P-A-W-D underscore W-C. You can look up Fight Club Pro Wrestling. The I in Fight is a one. You'll find it on there. It's in D.C. It's this Sunday at 4 p.m. at D.C. Brow. You got to make it out there if you can, if you uh, like to. I'm excited. I'll be there. I'll be there. If you want to meet me, I'll do a meet and greet, God damn it. <laughs> I did. Uh, I did tell you you needed to get there slightly early, so you can just take up a wrestler's table and pretend you're you're just part of the whole thing already. Oh yeah, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll. I got my little Zoom recorder. We'll do live podcasting, baby. Straight. For, we'll get. Actually, we'll get the, please do. There's a whole room for it. I'm not even fucking around. So. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Feel. I will definitely do that. Well, Lachlan, thank you so much uh, for calling in. If we have any other callers, we're gonna get that. We're gonna make a last call tonight if you want to make a call absolutely anything we don't have to talk wrestling we can talk about anything you want go ahead get that call in if you like but kevin i'm a uh oh it looks like we got our next caller in all right jason what's up all right uh can you hear me yes uh so i guess i was interested in wondering this is something I've I, I've thought about a lot myself, and like I was on, wanted to ask uh, you, Leslie, especially as like a big fan of uh, cosmic horror. I think in like cosmic horror, you have like this a lot of stuff like you know this like pessimistic philosophy. You see it in like Thomas Ligotti and like True Detective, and like a lot of these books have a lot of people have written about cosmic horror as being this kind of like pessimistic philosophy about like the meaninglessness of life and stuff like that and i just wonder to that 
as like a leftist or do you think like like leftist politics are kind of at odds with that philosophy you know uh no i don't think i don't think so because you can still want for a better world even if you realize that the universe is cold and hostile uh to all life in fact that is the reason why you have to be a leftist to bring a little bit of warmth uh to a very cold world very cold universe Hmm. Did, did i answer your question i think pretty much yeah i don't know I mean, it's just something I wonder if it's like, because sometimes I wonder, is this like a hopelessness that's like not helpful or, you know, like, I mean, it's a, I mean, hope it's a hopeful hope, a hopelessness that I think, you know, someone with Lovecraft would say is just real. It's just reality. What you choose to do with it is up to you, whether you choose to respond to that with positivity by trying to bring light, by trying to bring love regardless you know it's just about accepting what reality is that's kind of what his theory of cosmic horror was about and of course my theory is always that his uh cthulhu the, his stand it was a stand-in for capitalism which is part of our reality but our response to it doesn't have to be we have to give up we can try to fight against it maybe hmm okay yeah i think that answers it all right. Well, thank you so much for the call, Jason. Much appreciate. Much appreciated. Don't be a stranger. All right. And Sam, how's it going? Unmute yourself. Yeah. Hey, I, um, I want to talk about more of the Cody situation right now. Oh, hell yeah. I just think it's really exciting because it's kind of the first time a AEW guy has gone to WWE. You know, we've seen the opposite so many times, so it's just going to be interesting to see how this plays out and how WWE treats him if he does go there. Yeah, so I guess, uh, so I made a tweet that kind of went wrestling Twitter viral. got like 3,000 likes. I think that's like, that conversely, that's like 100K likes on black Twitter, I think, (laughs) for for wrestling. So I think it did pretty well, and maybe some of you are here because of that tweet. But as I said, like, you know, Cody, I like him as a wrestler. He's a uh, it seems like a cool guy. Uh, I'm never going to watch him in WWE. Like I don't care. Like WWE has Kana. Kana is my favorite. Was my is my favorite modern wrestler bar none. I was the first person who interviewed her in English. I badgered Dave Prezak to pr- bring her in to book her in the U.S. in the first place. She might. She would. Might I named her finisher in English. She might not even be in the United States if it wasn't for how much me and my friends were fans of her. I've seen maybe two or three of her WWE matches. Like, it just doesn't matter who they bring in. The company is just not set up to put on good wrestling. It's certainly not wrestling I want to watch. But maybe, Kevin, you might feel differently. Do you think uh, Cody is someone who can change the complexion uh, of the WWE? I don't know that that's going to be his role. Now, if he's brought in and he kind of steps into where Triple H was before down in NXT, then yeah, sure, he could he could uh, be a positive influence down there. And I think, in fairness, NXT 2.0 is colorful and cartoony as it is. You have some, like, they're teaching them the fundamentals down there. You have Shawn Michaels and Norman Smiley, and, and for a long time you had William Regal, and uh, just so many people who can help people with that part of their game. So I think potentially he could uh, 
help with some of that that old school in a good way mentality. Um, but I don't think he, if he does go back to WWE, I see it being more of a limited thing, him being more of a part-timer, coming in, working some big matches, getting his paydays, and then kind of doing what he wants to do after that. I mean, even if he's on a one or two year deal, we might only see him, you know, five or six times, or maybe it's 10 times, but that includes promos to set up the matches. I just don't see him being that force for change there. I think if there is a force for change, it's just adapting to uh, to competitors and to whatever they feel is the, is the right move going forward. Um, I think probably for WWE, what they want to look at is, you know, they're appealing more to a younger audience and not kids, but like teenagers and, and people in their early 20s. And for me, that's young. Um, they uh, Cody's not going to be instrumental in that. Like, you know, he, he's close to my age. Um, and I don't think he would want to really be part of that. I think he wants to do what he wants to do. So I, I just don't see him being uh, some kind of lasting force for change there. And, I, you know, I think that's okay. I think WWE puts the product out there that they put out there. They, there are certain things that they do that, like the whole stuff that with uh, with Roman Reigns and the, the way that has played out and um, the stuff with him feuding with the Usos and then bringing them into the fold and these, these long matches with them going back and forth verbally in the ring. There, I don't think an AEW could pull that off. That's and I and I think AEW does a whole lot of things right, but there are certain things that WWE is really really good at, and this kind of blockbuster wrestling style is what they are good at. So, do I think Cody wants to do that long term? No, I don't think that's where he belongs. Well, all right, Sam, thank you so much uh, for that call. Much appreciated. Do not be a stranger, and I think we'll be taking our last caller next. With Shane. Shane, how's it going? Oh, Shane, looks like you dropped off. Maybe you were, were accidentally uh, on the hot seat. Maybe it was too much pressure being the I think I time. talked too long. <laughs> All right, Shane, I think you're back now. It might just be technical difficulties, and you can just unmute your mic at the bottom. Yeah, I totally, like, hit hang up for some reason. That's my bad. Oh, no problem. How's yeah. it going? Oh, it's going well. How are you guys doing? Sure. Um. <laughs> So, so I'm, um, I also I kind of wanted to talk about a another like a uh, big free agent. My kind of my personal favorite wrestler, like kind of right now in the last few years, um, Shane Swerve Strickland. He's been okay. Yeah, like um, he's kind of he's he's been my guy for a little bit now, and I'm really I just I love his style. I love everything he does in the ring. I just I love his energy. It's just it's fantastic. So I wanted to get y'all's takes and perspectives on like what y'all uh, would want to see from Shane Swerve Strickland, where y'all think he ends up and like, um, where do you think he goes on post WWE? Hmm. Where I would like to see him a W prominently where I mm-hmm. think he may end up maybe TNA, maybe TNA. Yeah. And I think he would do well in TNA. I think he would do well in TNA. I think he would, thrive and anywhere he goes but i think he's just an amazing wrestler i want to see him everywhere i don't know if he's if i mean it feels like aew already has a couple of guys in the spot that he would be in 
um similar like a ricky starks you know like private parties you got your acclaimed you know they, they have a lot of guys that they're building up right now with that with that sort of you know style and vibe so i don't know if they really have if they're going to bring in another one i think honestly what i'm saying is the show might get too black might get we might be getting a little <laughs> bit too black at this point. I, I mean, you know, this. I think it's as Surrey point, they're gonna be like, "All right, we gotta mix things up a bit." You know, Big Cole <laughs> hasn't yelled at us in a little while. We're okay. I think. <laughs> do you think? Yeah. Do you think like if if Surrey were to go to AW like right now that he might end up kind of getting lost in the shuffle with all of those players kind of in prominent spots? Like, I, do you think he would get put in a prominent spot like quickly, or would it kind of take more time than it probably should? Yeah, that's the thing. I I don't see him going in and immediately making an impact because I don't think, uh, for, as far as I know, he did not get that kind of, you know, Adam Cole uh, sort of high level NXT push or even like yeah. a, or, or Keith Lee or any, he never got to that sort of level. So if he's coming in, he's kind of coming in fresh as like a newer uh, guy and a guy who maybe hasn't been seen on the ending scene that much i really haven't heard i don't watch wb but i have i heard johnny gargano's name right a lot you know mm-hmm. i knew he was still doing stuff i didn't really know that shane strickland was still was like in nxt like i, I really like like did not have as somebody who's not watching so i didn't hear a lot about what he was doing so i don't know if he can then come in as a big star now the AEW has brought in people and made them hot really quickly and i'm and he certainly has the talent for it i just don't know if i see it happening but i would love it i would love it though yeah i i where i want to see him if he is in AEW uh right now because it is so crowded in there let's be honest and there's only so much room to get that big push right now that I think is so crucial because with that full of a roster, you need to come in and make a, a big impact quickly. Is for him to be in more of that Jay White position where it's one of many places he is appearing. Um, I think he can be that superstar free agent. He's already got some bookings that suggest that. he yeah. He's, he's going to be over in the UK at Progress, I, I think. Uh Maybe even already was. I'm not sure. But, uh, I could also see him like also getting another like you know Defy World Title push like he was because he's like the ace of Defy. So yeah, I can yeah, see that I mean, there's a great run there again too. He's booked for Terminus. I mean, there's there's a lot of things he can do, um, and I you know certainly like it's easier um, as far as New Japan goes. There's the strong brand that he could break in on, and the uh, tra- I think I saw the travel restrictions in severely been loosened up or were about to be so there's the potential for uh for foreigners to go back to japan and and actually like really like get that experience in and go on those smaller tours and i think that's really crucial you know it's not a knock on strong it's just that that's more of a tv taping setup and really getting in front of that and the new japan crowd i think is with uh some of the people that are over there is huge i think he'd be i think he would really thrive in that environment Oh yeah, yeah. And he was he was in MLW before he was yes. a champion. Yep. I would mm-hmm. he, yeah he was. I mean I like I dig MLW. I wish it had was more prominent. I think that's like I, I just feel like as a um, as a company, it's like has a real sort of like vision and integrity to it. I just wish it had a few more eyes on it. Aren't they in like a lawsuit with the WWE? Is that Yes, yeah exactly oh yeah i've been meaning to talk about this because they they're suing the wwe for basically messing with some sort of uh, tv contract 
that they were supposed to get with Roku because you know MLW is a serious company and they're trying right. to get like these serious uh, TV deals and WWE is kind of treat uh, doing what they've done many times in the past to uh, competitors and basically going to their sponsors or the people they're doing TV deals with and trying to block it. Oh, well. And it's like, it's wild. Like everybody knows Vince McMahon has done, did this before back in the old days, but I'm pretty sure it was like illegal then. Like, yeah. and he's still try- like he did Absolutely. it. Yeah. And he's still trying to do it now. Maybe nobody told him that like, you can like, that's actually like something you can't do uh, anymore. Like, well, like, well, let's just say allegedly all that. Like, this is, this is what MLW is alleging. Don't want to get oh, yes. Here. Well, you yes, we do have a journalist on the line. Did, Kevin oh, yeah. has, sorry, not, sorry, has Kevin. not endorsed a single thing I have said about WWE as a corporation whatsoever. I want to make that very clear. I'm sorry <laughs> if I have, if I, if I did not, I want to make that very clear. Uh, I'm speaking on my own behalf on all of this. <laughs> But yeah, but but Shay, thank you so much uh, for bringing up Swerve because I would love to see more of him. I would love to see him big. Maybe 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 I'll take that. Maybe I'll take that that downer AEW production prediction back because he is a wrestler who kind of can immediately like if you if the people see him, they'll fall in love mm-hmm. with. So yeah, and know. I feel like and I feel like in NXT, like he came in like at the like just right the like like a little bit too late to even get like a big like NXT push like that. Cause like if he would have been in that same era, I feel like with Adam Cole and those guys, I feel like he could have been like a really big player there. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Well, well, thank you so much for calling in Shane. I would love to hear from you again. Please don't yeah, right be on. a stranger. Uh, Kevin. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Thank you so much. So Kevin, where can people find your magazine? Where can people find your work? Thanks. Well, we're still on newsstands primarily in North America. We have some carriers in uh, the UK, like WH Smith will usually have us. Um, but generally, you know, bookstores, uh, all that. Uh, what? Where else are newsstands? Train stations? Grocery stores, pharmacies. Walgreens. Yeah, it's a long week, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but what I'd like to tell people is to go to pwi-online.com. You can subscribe there. It's 50% off the newsstand price. Uh, you can buy back issues. You can buy the current issue. We have a new issue going on sale tomorrow um, digitally. You know, we have the digital edition of the magazine, so that'll be out tomorrow. Um, and then print pre-orders open as well. I'll give a little sneak preview here. I don't think I've said this publicly anywhere, but... Uh, we've got like an international theme going on in this issue. So this is going to be a really cool one. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Kevin. Thank you so much to our callers. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Culture. See you next time. Peace.